Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome everyone to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, and I am glowing. That's the new word for sweaty, by the way. But yes, I am glowing. Alicia and I just had a fantastic dance party, some very uplifting songs, and one, so the middle song, Confident. And who was that by? Demi Lovato. Yes? Yeah. I had not heard it. I'd heard it a couple times, but not like in... It's not in like the mainstay of my playlist because I don't listen to the radio. But anyway, hit me right in the feels. And so there's nothing I love more than songs and lyrics that really speak to what I want more of in my life. So I like I have an entire playlist just to bust through my inner critic crap. And it's specifically because lyrics and music in particular, like it bypasses all that conscious awareness and drops right into you, into your long-term like unconscious memory, which is why we remember songs from when we were in grade eight, but, and then it becomes that sort of background sound and the, that noise, that space, that stuff that we're listening to regularly, even though we're not really thinking about it. So that hit me and like, I got all goosebumpy and I closed my eyes. I did a little more shimmy. Like I felt anyway, I just want to thank you for that. I really enjoyed that moment. (laughs) Oh yeah, no problem. My daughter introduced me to that song. So yeah, it's, it's a great one. Awesome. So I, if you haven't listened to it yet, then by all means, after this particular episode of the podcast and any other episodes you'd like to listen to, then by all means, go out and listen to that song. (laughs) So I have been looking forward to this for quite a while. So my guest, Alicia, she has a background in education. I'm going to introduce her to you officially in just a moment, but I too have a background in education and left the world of education to explore different avenues in my life. And so when we had met earlier and you had shared that with me, I was definitely fascinated. And I'm always interested in hearing about how people shift out of some very traditional, very I call it the good on paper, the thing that when you put it out in front of you, you feel confident and safe that nobody's going to question and or try to poke holes or you're hoping that they're just going to see you in a certain light. And then when you remove that role, that title, that piece, what happens as a result? So I'm, my story has its own ups and downs, but I'm looking forward to hearing more about your story, Alicia. So let me, let me introduce you to the world. So Alicia is a registered holistic nutritionist and functional hormone educator who comes from an education background, teaching high school phys ed and math for 15 years. She's a passion for helping women become the best versions of themselves and helps them gain their health back from the inside out. Yes, please. I want all of that. Thank you. Wrapped (laughs) up in a bow. Yeah, (laughs) perfect. Let's do that. So So tell me or tell us, what was it that shifted you from the very, you know, I don't want to say rote, but, you know, get up, go to work, do the thing, go to bed, get up, go to work, do the thing, go to bed, and prompted you to transition into the world of entrepreneurship and supporting women in the way that you do now? 
Yeah, it's an interesting question because, you know, I, if you asked me 10 years ago, if I would be here, I would have said, no, like, I love my teaching job, right? I remember even talking to my husband, we were teaching phys ed and we would say, like, I can't believe we get paid to do this. This is awesome, right? We just loved it. And that was great for that season. But we have two kids. I have an 11-year-old son and an eight-year-old daughter. And when you're a teacher yourself, you don't get to do all the things like field trips. You know, mm-hmm. I could never go on field trips. I couldn't take, because I taught high school, my day started very early and I couldn't take my kids to school on the first day of school, right? So it, it, there just started to be these questions in my mind of whether this was something, you know, that I, am I living my best life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then through uh, various reasons, I was introduced to doTERRA essential oils and felt a passion for them once I realized that they started, were actually working with my kids. And so I started my entrepreneurial journey there, actually, Mm -hmm. while I was full-time teaching, doing a doTERRA business. And then, you know, I can say, unfortunately, slash fortunately, I um, had a concussion at work. Mm So one of my grade 10 boy students actually ran into me, basically a flying headbutt would be what I would call it. And you know, I was off work for a month, really started to think about what I wanted for my life. And to be honest, when I went back, I was in the math classroom still for part of the day. Math was hard. It was Mm. very hard for the first time in my life. I could feel it in my brain when I started, when I started teaching and I was thinking, critically thinking about math problems, Mm -hmm. it hurt my brain. And my students thought that was hilarious because Finally, their teacher realized how hard math was, (laughs) right? But um, yeah, it just, it was kind of over the years, I just kept having these questions about whether this was where I wanted to be. And, you know, the fluorescent lights in the building would bother Mm me. So I went back gradually. I did one semester full-time. And after that, I went back to part-time by choice and then the next year I was gone. Mm. It's thank you for sharing that. And, you know, as we were chatting a little bit earlier about sort of the, the knowledge and awareness of the impact of head injury and concussion. I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert in the field, but I do know that it feels like it's still in its infancy. So if you've, you know, maybe you've listened to the podcast before and you've heard me share that some, my mother has suffered brain injuries, uh, one, when I was two and one, when I was 25 and, you know, what they've learned from then to now has been insane and astronomical and massively life-changing. It still feels like there's so many unknowns. And so each person, of course, being a unique being, having to um, recalibrate and relearn and, and really be sort of new in experiences that you feel you should already be comfortable in math being one of them. And that's, that's huge and very distinct. Like, I don't remember it hurting to, to do this. And I don't remember feeling pain being in this room or in this space or having these sort of conversations at this volume. And, and then, and then listening to our bodies. I think I, I wanted to highlight that for just a second, because, you know, as a culture, 
we have been so conditioned for so long to just keep powering through mm -hmm. and, you know, and not to, this is not about the medical profession, but again, not every professional knows has all the answers, but yet we are indoctrinated into trusting others before we even consider questioning ourselves and, and listening. So did you have any experiences around that? But when you made the decision to be like, I'm leaving this after 15 years of just like feeling into that or any sort of, I don't say intuition, but was there some moments where you just sat with yourself and went, okay, like I have to pay attention to this. This is a thing. I don't know what it is, but this is a thing. Yeah, that's an interesting question for me because my husband and I both left teaching at the same time. And I know he would be able to answer a hundred percent. Yes. Right. He's had these inklings, you know, for years saying that he needed to be, you know, living and teaching in a big, even bigger forum. For me, it was a little bit different. I love teaching about health. And one of the places I loved was actually in the health classroom, which is not where high school phys ed students want to be. They want to be in the gym, <laughs> right. which I right. totally get. I love yeah. that too. But I found, you know, when I was teaching full-time phys ed, it, I mean, it's a great gig. Mm -hmm. If you, there are teachers who love it and who are awesome at it. And, and that's fantastic. But for me, I loved that health teaching aspect and I loved nutrition. So there's nutrition courses. They're not in the phys ed area, which is interesting. They're right. in sort of the area with hospitality and parenting and that kind of thing. So I remember asking my principal if I could teach those courses. And she said, no, because I didn't have the teachable in quotes right. To, right. to teach it, even though I have more education potentially than some of the other who, who could potentially teach that because they have the teachable. So just for the non-education people who might be listening, a teachable means you went to school and learned about it. And then there, you have a piece of paper saying you're allowed now to teach that to somebody else. So I just wanted to clear, cause I'm, I'm very familiar with, with my background and I'm like, yep, I know what that is. Cause yeah, I used to have yeah. to be like, what are your teachables? So if you're not in the, in that world, that's what that means. It's literally like your hall pass to teach certain things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it didn't used to be followed as strictly, right? Mm. As it is now you, you like have to have the teachable to teach that. So long story short, I think it was a blessing in disguise, right? Because had I been allowed to teach that, maybe I would still be there. But I also had this doTERRA business that was growing um, and I was loving teaching health in a different aspect with that. So one of my things was if we're thinking, my husband and I together, that we want to make this move and do something different, we need to try it. Because if mm -hmm. we don't, we will look back. I think one of my things that I said to him was, we'll look back 10 years from now, 15 years from now and say, what if we had tried? Right. 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 Um, he, it was to the point where he was so wanting something different that if I didn't, choose to leave my teaching job in London and move to where we're in Markham right now I don't know if we would be together mm. uh, yeah so it you know it was a, it was not immediate for me but I've always loved the health space I used to be a personal trainer and a kinesiologist and 
I thought about continuing on with just doing that. And then for some reason, I decided to go into teaching and now things have come full circle and I'm kind of back where, where I, I had started on the health journey. So it's fascinating how that happens. You know, sometimes we think that we are moving um, in a, I don't say straight line, but we're definitely moving in one direction only to find out that we've really been going up sort of like a spiral almost like we keep coming back to things. And I think what I've noticed for myself and, you know, other people that I chat with is there are certain pieces, certain moments where our, like our trueness or I don't say our authentic selves, but there's something about us that connects to something and it may or may not be big enough to, to hold us. It may not meet, you know, enough criteria of success as it's deemed by society. It, you know, teachers, that's, you, you tick all kinds of boxes there, according to a whole bunch of other people. And so I, you know, I can see how you would take sort of what interests you and go, well, where can I do this? That yeah. is going to get me the, what I need. And I'm going to sort of stay on the path that's been set out for me. Oh, I can do these things. I'm interested. And it's safe and it's yes. Oh, oh. And, you know, those, those golden handcuffs, right? Right. And, you know, I know coming from and at the education world myself, and I used to say, you know, I, I can't turn my head without running into a teacher who's off on burnout leave. And, and then now in the work that I'm doing, my big question, which didn't actually occur to me at the time when I too was suffering from burnout and like, I can't leave this job, but I must be here. was like, why, why, do we, why do we stay? And what is it that is keeping us? And for me, there was a lot of shame there was a lot of, you know, I had done my duty as a good girl and, and ticked the boxes and, and, and shown up in the places I was supposed to show up in. And, and, you know, you don't want to disappoint. I'm doing air quotes if you can't see this, but it, like you disappoint people or, and, and it just, it had this feeling like if I wanted to leave, there's nothing better on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested in, in sort of what challenges you faced leaving a profession that you weren't you know, jumping out of that you were sort of tiptoeing out of and what kind of challenges you faced in yourself and then in, in sort of your world, I'm imagining many of your, you know, friends and colleagues in the teaching world may have questioned what it is that you were choosing to do. Mm -hmm. And how did you, how did you maneuver through that? I mean, fortunately, it sounds like your husband was there with you, which is great, but you personally. Yeah. So I, like you said, I didn't just jump right out, but I think having that concussion, it gave me a little bit of insight as to what it would be like to not teach. Yes, mm. I wasn't really doing much, but I was, you know, on that proverbial hamster wheel. I was teaching all day long. I was coaching and you just get up and do it again over and over and over again. And I never really thought, I actually, to be honest, thought teachers who taught part-time were crazy because you're there, you get two thirds pay and you're there almost the whole time. Like what, I didn't really understand the point until, you know, I went back part-time, right? At first I was teaching one class and then I was teaching two classes and then I went back full-time and I was just like, oh my gosh, like it was a lot for my brain to be honest. Mm -hmm. And then I also had that doTERRA side piece, right? So I feel like if I didn't have that piece on the side that I was making an income and enjoying, then I 
may not have gone part-time teaching. Maybe I would have, I don't know. So then I went part-time and, and then it was when we left, my husband retired right away and I didn't, I took a leave of absence. Mm -hmm. So for the first year, I was on a leave of absence. And then after the first year we, we were living here and I knew we weren't going back. So there wasn't really a point in, in doing another year leave of absence. So I, I did retire early, right. um, but yeah, it's been a lot of different emotions, a lot of different conversations with my husband and even my kids. But one of the biggest things now is like, we've shown our kids what's possible. Right, you you're never too old to make a move. There's never you can do whatever you want, really. Right, whatever you can think of in your mind, and and put your, you know, your best effort and attitude into, you can do. Mm. Absolutely. What would you say helped carry you through that? Because I know the emotional roller coaster, and again, and you moved as well, right? You didn't just leave profession; you also moved into a whole nother place. So what is it that you gravitated towards to keep you moving in the direction like that you were, like you were choosing to move, not uh, just surviving, but how did you figure out how to thrive through that? Yeah, I think there's a couple things. I think <laughs> this is going to be interesting to say, but what made it easier is the sort of the state of teaching right now. When we left, we missed a huge strike. And then we missed all of the COVID stuff. So right. it was easier, way easier to say, I don't want to be teaching right now. Right. right. I don't want to be. When we left and we did that yearly leave of absence, we had a huge trip planned. So we took our kids to Southeast Asia for seven weeks. We pulled them out of school at the end of January, uh, 2020. And we came back in March of 2020. So that was a big driver of, you know, us actually taking that time off. And then it kind of led into our life now. My husband, like you mentioned before, was right beside me. And so that was a huge support. He's always, always been the person that, you know, believes in me and whatever I want to do almost more than I do myself. And he's the kind of person who, when he makes a decision, he sticks to it. He decides what he wants to do and he kind of goes out and gets it. So that has been great having that going in on this journey. The other piece of it is, is financial. And it's not something people talk about a lot, but I think, you know, we need to talk about it. We need to norm yeah. normalize talking about money. We paid off our mortgage in, I think it was two and a half years in, in London and so when we sold our house, we had money that we could fall back on. Um, right. And so that was huge, mm -hmm. right? So having that, we now have it in a lot of it in investments and it's been doing really well. So having that sort of income piece is, it helps a lot. Absolutely. And um, thank you for acknowledging that it's not something that we can just, I was just going to whisper about it now. And right. Like we, it's something that we definitely need to be chatting more about. And yeah. you had said earlier when you were transitioning out of teaching and you had your doTERRA business. And so for, you know, I live in a community that everybody I know has a side business, like yeah. it doesn't really matter what profession they're in. And I recognize 
safety is, is like a, the core human driver. It is the thing that drives our behavior and our thoughts and our decisions really at, at, at the deepest level. And yeah. so not that it's required that you have a side, anything, but the other thing that you had said when you were describing that was that you enjoyed it. And I think that that is, is part of that safety, that crucial, that, that energy that you're infusing. Cause you can go, anybody can go get a side hustle. There's a thousand different businesses that you can jump oh, yeah. into right now. But yeah. if you don't feel a connection to it, if you don't enjoy it, if you don't see yourself in it, kind of no matter what, like you would, I know you'd be using doTERRA and sharing it with your friends, like on a street corner, like it wouldn't matter. Like it, yeah. it's, it's something that you enjoy. And that can be a stabilizer that can be create a sense of like a, it's not safety, like finances are, but it's something that can ground you so that if you're managing through a transition that kind of is crappy. So whether the industry you're leaving or the moment or what the relationships or whatever it is that you're walking through and out of, and it can feel really uncomfortable, then it's important that you recognize that that is not defining you. That is not you. It is just a decision that you're making in a situation you find yourself in. And it's where you see yourself being lit up and where you feel your passions, where you're feeling you're led, what you're feeling you want more of in your life. That can really keep you moving through those transition times. And I would really consider everything from March, 2020 till this very second transition time for most people. And yeah. so that's something I'm, I'm also glad that you as you were highlighting the pieces that, that helped supported you, you really, you were focusing on where you, it's kind of like where you were shining your flashlight of attention. I'm sure you could have highlighted a whole bunch of crazy crappy things that have been happening from March, 2020 on, but what keeps you moving forward is seeing how you have deeper connection with your kids and seeing where you get to show up and do the things that you love to do. Just so grateful that that's what you were highlighting. Cause I think that it doesn't matter what place you are in life. We all have the power to do that, yep. to, to decide where we're going to shine that flashlight of awareness, where we're going to focus our attention and then create a life through that. I think that's really powerful. And knowing that it wasn't, you weren't all in like your husband was like that. You did have some sort of maybe a breathing space, some more reflection through it. And, and I think a lot of people can really relate to that. I know I can of just being like, Okay, what's really happening here? What is it that I really want? What what's going on? How do I feel? And to know that you were choosing where are you going to pay attention? What are you going to focus on? And it's brought you to a space where now you're you're taking that energy and helping to change the lives of women every single day. Mm -hmm. I just like thank you, number one, because we need more of that. And mm -hmm. and I'm grateful that you shared it here because I think it's a really important narrative to be sharing that. Yeah. You, where you choose to put your attention is what you end up getting more of. Yep, absolutely. Oh, so that being said, so <laughs> massive shifts and it, what sounded to me like some gratitude looking at over the past few years about the decisions that you have made. But what has been some of the impact of that? Like, what is it that you're doing now? How are you sharing your love of nutrition and health and, and teaching with the world? Yeah, so I, I went back to school to become a holistic nutritionist and, and then I did some extra hormone training. So I actually am working with 
women now who have all kinds of things going on with hormones, which most women do. And we're not really, you know, another thing we're not really told about, right. That it's not, it's common, but not normal to have PMS symptoms and menopause symptoms. Like we are told as women that you're going to go through all, Oh, you're going to have the hot flashes. You're going to have the night sweats and all of these things. And it's not actually how your body is supposed to function, how your body is supposed to transition into that way. And even, you know, through your menstruating years, you're not supposed to have like three, two, even one day where you have to lay on the couch because you're in so much pain. It's just not Mm -hmm. supposed to be like that. And I help women learn that that's not the way it's supposed to be. And we don't have to live like that. And Mm -hmm. So I've got a 12 week program for women who are still in their menstruating years. And then another one for women who are in period menopause. And it's a lot of learning because I'm still an educator. Right. And, um, (laughs) so, and the more we know about our bodies, the, I I want women to be empowered and to be able to, you know, take care of themselves and not have to, me have to hold their hand all of the time. Um, and so there's education that goes along with it. And then, some food recommendations and recipe guides and all of those things. And I can do meal plans as a holistic nutritionist and yeah, all kinds of stuff. Awesome. I love, I mean, I love anything that takes the, that has the foundation of holistic, because of course we are not just our minds. We are not just our bodies. We're not just each organ in the body or each process that the body happens to undergo. And I think that any one specific profession or, but society, you know, it's focusing on your pain point and then address the pain point instead of looking at you as a whole body of intricate systems and energy and mood and thought and all of those pieces. So very crucial. And, and I'm so grateful that you and, and other uh, educators are out there sharing this knowledge. I personally was, you know, part of the generation where very disconnected, very disassociated from my body. And Mm -hmm. so for me, my period and now looking back and knowing more about energy and how thoughts and emotions get trapped in those pieces. And I, so I would do, you know, not just one day, but two, three, four days of being fully incapacitated, like losing feeling in parts of my body and not being able to see and, oh, it's good times. Right. And so, but it was normalized. It was like, here, go on the birth control bill here. Here's some insanely powerful drugs, 14 year old girl here. And it was like, oh, so I developed this relationship of hatred for my period Mm -hmm. instead of love and affinity and, 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 and like just wrap your arms with, with compassion for this beautiful vessel that's carrying me through life. Never had that. And as a result of, I'm not saying there's cause and effect, but I suffer with a massive number of fibroids. And so I had a hysterectomy to alleviate that pain and and all the things going on there. And it wasn't until after that, that I started to learn more about like the beauty and the love and how things could be if I had a little bit more knowledge Uh, and not just me, everybody in my world, I'm not faulting anybody. My mom did the best she could. The people, all the, my little circle was like, we were all doing what was done. And I, you know, I have daughters as well. It doesn't matter what gender of child I have. Like I would want them to feel in love with their body and in love Mm -hmm. with what their body can do at every stage of, of growth and development. And uh, so again, just so grateful that you're an educator because the do love me some learning. And I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) I want the books. I want the courses. I want, I want all that. And, and 
how important it is that it's from a, a holistic standpoint. Yeah. Um, because we are entities. We are not organs and systems separate from each other. So, awesome. yeah. So yeah. thank you. I'm all goosebumpy. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk after about getting you the course, but, but yeah, you're right. It's that, that holistic approach and the really looking at what is the root cause of what's going on and not just putting band-aids on different symptoms and, and covering them up or masking mm. them. And then, you know, that, that creates other ones. So absolutely. So just as a random thought that I'm having, what impact do you think your concussion had on you choosing this sort of holistic full body space that you're in now? That is a good question. You know what? I, I mean, I was already on that road with the doTERRA oils and teaching phys ed and all of that sort of stuff. I think, I think it was more having kids mm. than just having my concussion because there's something, you know, that happens when you become a mom that when I was young, I would put whatever on myself and, you know, body products or whatever it is, not even thinking, but as soon as you have a kid, it's like, what, hold on a second, is this good for them? What am I putting on them? What's in this, right? All of these mm -hmm. things. And so it started to, you know, awaken that, okay, we need to look at what's in our beauty products. We need to look at, you know, my daughter had eczema. So instead of, I'm honestly answering a question on eczema in all kinds of moms groups for babies and children at least once a week. Mm -hmm. And please don't get your advice from Facebook people. Like people are telling them, oh, go on this steroid, get this cream that has all of these things in it that's going to change the children's hormones. And so with my daughter, I've, I've just always had these little intuitive pieces about health literally throughout my life. And, you know, I knew I needed to figure out what was going on internally. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I knew that, but I just knew that I needed to figure that out. And so she has, you know, we, she doesn't consume cow dairy, which is one of the biggest problems for eczema mm -hmm. and her skin is amazing, like amazing. Uh, so we fixed her gut health, you know, like all kinds of things can be done so that, like I said um, before that you're helping from the inside out. That's what mm -hmm. really needs to be done. So I think it was kids more than my concussion. Mm -hmm. um, although with my concussion, it gave me a lot of time to think not too much though. Otherwise it would hurt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but just having that space to kind of just be mm -hmm. as opposed to running all over the place all the time as a full-time, yeah. full-time teacher, coach, you know, trying to be a, a great mother and wife and all of the things. I had that time to just sort of be at when as moms, are we ever at home, just like sitting by ourselves? Like, right. Never. Right. Never. So, <laughs> and I don't want to say that this, these are your words, but kind of like what a gift. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I did, I did allude to that. If I didn't have my concussion, I don't know where I would be right now. Would I still mm -hmm. be in teaching? Maybe. So it did give me that time and space to think and to really, you know, to put some of those practices into place. I was making, I make bread. I don't, I don't buy bread. I make bread for my family. I, you know, all the different things with the oils that I could use and really look into like frankincense for um, brain health and all of those things and supplements. And, you know, even now knowing what I know now, I wish I did more. 
right? With the, the nutrition that I know now that I didn't know then, even as I was going through my own concussion, like why, you know, where is, where was that information when I needed it? That kind of thing. Right. So. Oh, that's such a powerful driver, right? So for those of us who are, you know, going through certain experiences and then as we learn more, go, oh, where was this when I was going yeah. through that? And then of course that becomes the motivator. Like the, the next person in my life should not have to go through that without this information. Yeah. So I, I think that's a, often a passion of experience-based educators. And, and I think that it is the most powerful way to help others to understand more fully is because of course you've been there. So yeah, brilliant. So, so now I should... need to create a concussion program. Okay. Yep. Write that down. <laughs> yep. No problem. Glad I could just tease that out a little bit. And yeah. <laughs> so before we head off, is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with? Because we, we took a roller coaster through your oh, life story very, very quickly, but is there anything <laughs> that you want them to walk away with? I think you actually said it as we were talking, but, you know, listen to your body. And if you're a mom, listen to that mom intuition, right? Because like I said, I didn't know where some of those thoughts came from, but you need to listen and advocate for yourself. The medical system is amazing, but they're not taught a lot of stuff about nutrition or most of them aren't. Some of them have Mm. gone and done their own stuff, which is amazing. But you need to advocate for yourself. If you think that there's something going on, have it researched, have it looked at and, you know, reach out to a holistic practitioner like myself. We can help you more, more than you think. Right. A beautiful compliment. And don't wait to get a concussion to take some time. Yeah. Yes. Brilliant. (laughs) Thank you so much, Alicia, for your time today. I absolutely I'm I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing and how you are sharing your message with women, children, families everywhere. It's so, so needed. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. And thank you to everybody who has listened or tuned in watching. However, you're consuming the hot mess to awesomeness podcast, please share it with all of your women friends who, you know, are done with being burnt out and tapped out and who have yet to make themselves a priority. I would love for them to join our conversation. So thank you and have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.